Hi, Resonate Church family and everyone joining us. Welcome to Church Online. On behalf of our lead pastors, Shane and Rachel, we want you to know that we love you. Now, whether you call Resonate Church home or maybe you're here today just for some encouragement, we believe the next few minutes together are going to be uplifting and full of hope. We also want you to know that it doesn't matter what your story is, whether you've been going to church for a long time or maybe this is a brand new experience for you, that you are welcome here and that we've been praying for you. You might have noticed that our online experience has changed a little bit. We've added a page to our website at weareresonate.ca slash online, where we'll be streaming every single week, along with our YouTube Live and our Facebook Live pages. And even right now, you can jump into those chats. We've got people in there that would love to answer some of your questions or shout us out where you're tuning in from. We believe right now, in this cultural moment, it's never been more important to stay relationally connected as we're socially distant from each other. Every week, we have hundreds of people that are meeting online in our Resonate groups on Zoom chats, connecting with one another. And if you're not involved in one of those Resonate groups, then directly after the service today, you can jump in online to a Zoom chat with Pastor Shane, where we can personally just say hi to you and get you connected. The host on our Facebook Live and YouTube Live will have those links available for you right after the service. Or if you're on our website, right below the stream, there's a button that says Zoom Chat. Finally, we would love for you to invite somebody to come watch the service with you today. It's never been more easy now that we're live online. So would you consider even right now grabbing your phone and texting somebody the link or maybe it's taking a selfie of yourself watching online. Someone in your world needs to know today that there's a church that they should go check out. Well, while you're doing that, why don't we open our hearts up to hear a message that I feel is just so culturally relevant for right now called When God Said Get Up. Well, hello, Resonate family. Welcome to Church Online. We are in week number three of this There Is Hope series. And it's just good to see you all. I wish I could see you face to face, but it's good to see you. And I'm gonna get to see on social media afterwards what it looked like in your home. This is um, a moment for us as a church to just kind of hit the release valve on all the pressures that we have faced this week. That's one of the, really the two things I'm believing God to do in the next few minutes here is to actually just release the pressure and the weight of the world that we've been carrying on our shoulders in the midst of another difficult week and to actually invite God to come in and to just meet with us where we are. And the second thing I'm hoping for all of us is that in the next few minutes, we would just be able to get our eyes actually off of us and see beyond us and outwardly to see that in the midst of all that is going on around us, in the midst of a constantly changing 24-hour news cycle that every one of us is dialing into on a regular basis, that this is a moment to get our eyes off of that and off of us and to actually see God is moving right now today. One of the ways that we know this is that we're actually going to see today in our three services online, there will be hundreds of people joining us who've not normally been a part of Resonate Church. We've seen this the last two weeks, and I'm believing that we're going to see again today so many people, maybe that's you, joining us for church online, and you wouldn't even call yourself a church person. We've been actually getting some messages from people who've said, I'm just taking some new steps in the faith journey. This is, I'm just a few weeks in, and I've been checking this out because I've been finding it encouraging. We have people that attend Resonate who've shared links with friends and we've heard back, oh my goodness, that was actually really helpful for me. And if that's where you're at today, I wanna say, hey, we say it all the time that we are so glad that you are with us and you belong in this family. And I actually can't wait for us to be able to get together again, but God is doing something through this online church thing that is uh, really creating, normal's not going back to what it always was, that, that the reach of the, the word of God beyond those who it would typically reach, it's really a move of God in the midst of this um, generational moment we find ourselves in. And so today I think I've got a right now word for our hearts that God has just been impressing in me all this week. And it's, it's a simple title of the message today. God said get up. God said, get up. We see this all the time in scripture. God saying to Joshua, who's just feeling like let down and discouraged, come on, get up. God saying to Saul, who God's called to do something great, come on, get up. We see it all throughout scripture. And 
It doesn't matter what you need to rise from today. There's a feeling that we need to rise. Come on, church, in this generational moment we're in, we need to progress and not simply pause. We actually need to see the weak and to offer hope and be encouragement and be life. This is the moment to demonstrate faith and courage and leadership. This, these weeks that we're living right now, we will get back to the end of our lives and see that this was one of the most important moments that we ever lived in. So come on, church. God is saying in the midst of all that we're going through to get up. And I know that saying that, uh, you might say, Pastor, you don't know my situation. You don't know what I've been through. And I've talked to so many people this week that are in so many different situations. I've talked to um, people who've been laid off and people who are business owners figuring out, should I shut down? Should I keep going? I've talked to, come on, the homeschoolers. My goodness, we're trying to figure out the homeschooling thing. I'm printing off worksheets at 11 p.m. like a teacher getting ready the night before. Teachers, I've never understood what you do. You are amazing. The only thing that I will say is that when 255 reaches and, and you would normally be sending them home, I still got them. And so it's kind of a crazy thing. Like in the mornings right now, I was like praising you and then just taking it back. But we still love you. Um, in the mornings, what I've been doing with our kids is I will put their backpacks on, I'll put the shoes on, I'll send them out the door and I'll be like, go to school. And they'll walk out the house, they'll walk like 20 feet up, they'll come back, they'll ring the bell. They're like, we're here. And so, and so that's what school looks like right now. Like we're all in these different places and, and it's impacting our souls in different ways. And today I believe God's got a message for you, regardless of where you're at, whether you feel beaten down, whether you feel, uh, whether you feel like you're ready to rise in strength, God's got a word for us to get up, to rise to the moment we're living in. And this week we drove some food over to some friend's house. And I want to shout out my wife, Rachel, who has been preaching with me the last couple of weeks. And she's just taken a week off. I mean, she's been preaching fire. Now I want to shout her out because she has been so generous in the midst of this thing. I mean, she's been driving food to quarantine families, people we know, neighbors, even across town, friends that we know that are shut in and quarantined because of travel or because of some sickness. And she's been just like giving away stuff, which I love and I'm so proud of her for. And so she was giving away some food this week. And as she was pulling away, actually before she pulled away, our kids were yelling at their kids, appropriately socially distanced um, from our car to their house and, and just yelling at one another. And as we pulled away, Avia, our six-year-old said, mommy, is this thing gonna stop? And tears welled up in her eyes and she said, I miss friends. And I want to look through the camera today into wherever like your living room is. And I know that usually when you're watching at home, there's a lot of distractions. But I just want to pause in this moment and say, as we've said really each week, that it is okay to not be okay in the midst of this. And God's okay with your tears and God's okay with it being difficult. But today... We're going to progress beyond that to a moment of God saying, come on now, get up. This idea of God saying, get up, as I've said, we find it all throughout the scripture. We're going to actually go to just one example from Matthew 17 and track how we get there. Uh, this is a moment where Jesus is actually with three of his closest disciples. Their names are Peter, James, and John. And Jesus is going to hike with them up uh, a mountainside and take some time to be with them and they're his disciples. They're what we would call like in, in our day followers. And I think it's amazing that Jesus is always elevating followers to the level of friends. Like if, Jesus, if this was 2020 and Jesus came today and had an Instagram account, I, just, I can picture Jesus not having a billion followers and like 10 people he was following. Like actually having a billion followers and a billion people he was following, that the God that we serve elevates followers to friends. Come on. That's what Jesus is always doing. And we see him doing again here. He hikes up this mountain with Peter, James, and John. And he obviously would have had so much time to talk to them on the mountainside, but we don't know a lot of what gets said. All we see is this summary verse at the beginning of Matthew 17 that says, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, Jacob and John, and hiked up a high mountain, watch this, to be alone. I find this fascinating that really the only thing that, that scripture records for us as a purpose for the trip is Jesus just wanted to be alone with these guys. How great is this visual that Jesus, the, 
The God who made the hill that they're climbing is saying to them, I've got time to be alone with you. Jesus, while he's carrying the weight of the human salvation story on his shoulders, is saying to his followers, to his friends, I just want to connect with you. I got time to be alone with you. So important for you if you feel like a relationship with God is this distant, far-off connection with a God who is cosmic but not near you. It's so important for us to see that, that the rhythms of God are so much different than that, that he takes time to be with you, that God, who's got more to do than any of us, prioritizes connection. But he's not just the God of connection. He's not just the God of intimacy. We read on in verse two, we see he's a God of power. We see that Jesus' appearance suddenly is dramatically altered and there's a radiant light as bright as the sun that pours from his face and his clothing becomes luminescent, dazzling like lightning. He's transfigured before their very eyes. And then uh, as you flip to verse number six, we see the response of the disciples, that they're dazed and terrified by this phenomenon. And they fall face down to the ground. This is like, for me, this is a bit of a puzzling response to to them seeing a glorified Jesus, right? Because they've been with Jesus for three years and they know that he loves them and, and they know that he's for them. And yet, when he looks different than he's looked before, all of a sudden they're terrified, right? This is totally us. When when things don't look in our relationship with God like they've always looked, when life begins to look different, when we begin to wonder, is it ever going to get back to what it looked like before? Don't we feel this way? We feel terrified. We get our face down to the ground. What I want us to do over the next few minutes is just look at what is the three reactions of Jesus to the disciples when they're stuck in some fear? How does Jesus respond when his followers are living beneath the level of what he's called them to, right? Because we know, uh, if you've been around church, maybe you've heard this before, that the number one command of God in the scriptures is actually to fear not. The number one imperative of the Bible, most often repeated, is these two simple words, fear not. And so what does Jesus do when his disciples fall below the level of what he's called them to, that they're actually scared. I think it's important that that I start off saying this, that there actually is some healthy fear and unhealthy fear. There's really two kinds of fear, right? Here's the picture of healthy fear. Uh, Before this all hit and everything was shut down, we took our six-year-old for her birthday uh, to a place called Clip and Climb in Richmond. And you just climb ladders and rock climbing structures. It's about five stories high and you get to the top. And when you get to the top, you can throw yourself off and there's a pulley that gradually lets you down to the ground. And so we take her there and she climbs up her first structure, which is simply a ladder that goes from the ground to about 50 feet up. And she gets to the top and I start yelling to her, Avia, throw yourself off and and jump, just let go. She's looking at me like, no. Dad, there's no way. Like, I'm letting go of a 50-foot ladder. This doesn't make, you need to know that's a picture of some healthy fear. Healthy fear is what keeps us stepping back from a ledge we're about to fall over. Healthy fear is what moves us away from something that would harm us. That's healthy fear. And that's okay. God wired some of that into you. That's Avia not wanting to let go of a 50-foot ladder. But there is also unhealthy, unproductive fear. Now picture Avia again on the top of the ladder. And as her daddy, I'm yelling up to her and I'm saying, you can let go, it's safe, you're gonna be okay. Unhealthy fear is Avia staying stuck on a ladder when her daddy has said you could let go. Unhealthy fear is you and I staying stuck on something God said we could let go of. What is there in your life today, right now, that you are stuck on, that God is saying, come on, let go of? You don't need to hold on to that anymore. That's unhealthy fear. We've got way more unhealthy fear than the healthy kind of fear. Well, what does God do when we're stuck in unhealthy fear, when we're living below the level of his calling and his plans for our lives? This This is what the Bible says in verse number seven. It says, Jesus walked over and touched them saying, get up. And stop being afraid. 
And in this one verse, we find three things that Jesus does when we are stuck in fear. Three things he does to call us back to the level that he's called us to live on. When we're not living out the imperatives to fear not, what does Jesus do? Three things. And teachers, leaders, parents, notice these three things. Because I think most of us do maybe one or two of them pretty well, but not many of us do all three. And so watch what these three things are. Here's the first one. Let's read it again. But Jesus walked over. First thing God does when you're stuck in fear is God comes close. Jesus walked over. A lot of us have had parents or teachers who I haven't. Mom and dad, you're watching, so I'm not talking about, but some, come on, there's been teachers or someone in your life who, when you messed up, they just yelled at you from across the room and said, hey, get it together. And it felt like they were disconnected from you and you had just let them down. They're just shouting across the room. That's not what we see here from Jesus. Jesus actually walks over to where they are. I think it's so important for us to understand this, that God's not distant when we're in fear. He actually comes close. And you might be thinking, man, I don't feel like God's close to me right now. And that's actually what the disciples are feeling here. It's not until verse eight that it says that they finally opened their eyes and looked around and, and it's when they opened their eyes that they could see Jesus was right there. He was already there. It wasn't until they opened their eyes. And maybe that's where you're at today. You find yourself stuck staring at the dirt instead of the God that's surrounding you. Not realizing that he's close. Sometimes our heart is blockaded by fear and as a result, we don't see that God's come close. Maybe right now in this moment is a moment to just open your spiritual eyes and begin to notice God's closer than you think. The second thing we see Jesus do is equally amazing. Not only does he come close, but the Bible says there's another thing he does. Watch this again. But Jesus walked over and touched them. He's not just close. He actually puts a God hand on their shoulder. And it's not, it's not just two guys so he can sort of walk up and kind of collectively embrace them. He's got, he's got to go Peter, James, John. It's intentional. And so before we get to the spiritual implications of what this touch means, Come on, let's just, let's just apply this in our homes and to our families. That there's importance to touch. We got to be good at embracing, especially in social distancing. I mean, there's not many people you're around, so we better be good at embracing the ones that we are around. There's just so many studies around this as I looked even preparing for this message at the importance of touch. So many studies say the exact same thing, that touch is, touch is good for your immune system. There was one study I came across this week that said touch is actually an effective buffer against respiratory infections. Come on, somebody. If there's ever a time we needed some touch, it's right now. And so go on, hug your neighbor. No, not your neighbor. You can't go near that. Hug your roommate um, if they would want you to. Hug your spouse. Hug your kids. Hug whoever you're not socially distancing from. Come on. Hug yourself. Receive the embrace of God. Maybe you're socially distancing by yourself. Maybe you are in the woods on your own right now. God bless you. That's probably where you should be. Come on. Let me just look through the camera. Embrace you with my eyes. God is with you. We need some touch. Jesus not only walks over, he touches them. So what does this mean spiritually? What's the spiritual implication of the actual touch? To me, it's, fun, it's fascinating that, that two-thirds of the response of Jesus to his followers who are living beneath the level of his imperatives or his commands or his assignment, two-thirds of his response is comfort. I mean, this has got to be amazing to us, especially if you would say, man, I'm far from God. I'm not where I should be with God. And what we think in that moment is, well, I better fix myself up. When really, we can't get up until God has come near and put a hand on our shoulder. We can't fix ourselves. Jesus had to come, had to die, had to take our place so that we could get healed of our hiding out away from God. Two thirds of the response of God to our failure is comfort and connection. 
And so if that's where you're at today, if you find yourself far from God, if you find yourself even as a follower of Jesus, living beneath the level of his calling on your life, understand that he is gonna call you to get up. He is gonna call you to another level. He is gonna get you to leave your past life and the way you do things yourself apart from him. He's gonna call you to his word. He's gonna call you to a purpose. Understand though, before he does that connection and care, Jesus walks up and touches them. And all of this has been building us towards this third response of Jesus, which again, we read from verse seven. Read it one more time. Jesus walked over and touched them saying, get up and stop being afraid. After care and after connection, oh my goodness, comfort is so important, but comfort is not the end goal. You and I are alive on the planet in a generationally defining moment, not merely so that we can experience the comfort of God, so that we can rise to the purpose of God, so that we can hear God's voice saying, get up. Because at a time when schools are closing and businesses are closing and stores are closing and borders are closing and churches are closing, and you're, you're home watching this on TV. God is looking for a people who he can call and say, come on, get up. God is looking for a people he can purpose in this moment. Maybe you've been home and isolated and feeling overwhelmed. And it's been three weeks now. God is saying, get up. Why? Because there's someone down the street who's felt this way for three years. God's saying, come on, get up. Reach out relationally. Maybe for you, God's saying, get up because you've been stuck wondering, man, is what I have enough? And just kind of hoarding and keeping to myself and, God is looking at what you have and what I have and what somebody else might need and saying, come on, church, rise up to this moment. I'm like a bit of a prepper myself. Like before this thing even came, like I was the guy with water in the garage and some extra supplies. Like that's, I like to know everything's taken care of. I thank God I married an incredibly generous woman who's like, oh, I'm so glad you built up this buffer so we could be generous in this hour. Come on, we're gonna stand before God and will we be the people that will be able to say, God, when the world fell apart, we pushed what we had inside of us and around us to the middle of the table and said, we are here for this moment. Maybe you'd be wondering, do my prayers matter or does... My encouragement matter. Does the phone call matter? Does the text matter? And God's saying, come on, get up. You matter. And resonate, this is who we are. We have always been a church that serves selflessly and gives generously and prays tirelessly and reaches out relationally. This is, this is who we are. This is our moment. This week, there was one night and about 10.15, there was a, a ring of our doorbell which is, I mean, when we first got married, we lived in Surrey. And so if you ring our doorbell, we assume you're there to shoot us. Um, and so we started looking for weaponry. We're like, is there a fire poker? No, like the, it's like a gas fireplace. Um, what do we have? What children's toy could we use? There's like a, you know, our kids have a, a stroller that I'm thinking, this would be a great weapon. And so, and so we go to the door and I'm like looking through the peak hole. Um, I always feel like I, I shouldn't be doing that. Like it's making me look weak sauce in front of my wife, but I'm like, I really want to know. So I look through the peak hole and I see there's, like, there's someone like 20 feet out. It's this dark shadowy figure, appropriately socially distancing, but they're like 20 feet away. And I'm like, I have no idea who this is. And I'm like, babe, you, you open the door. And I didn't say that. I open the door and there they are. And I see it's a friend of ours, someone from, from Resonate. And in between him and us is, is a bag of something. I'm like, this is so crazy. And he's like, hey, I just, I, heard, I was on that Zoom call that you were on with a bunch of our leaders and I heard you say that you had some toilet paper, maybe not like an extra supply. And so I decided I'd bring some over for you. Come on, somebody. This is who we are in this moment. And I know this friend of mine would be happy to hear that we took some of what he gave us and we gave some of that away. Come on, somebody. We'll teach the kids to work with, with three squares. Come on, somebody. You know how you're doing. Um, this is who we are. We are the people that, that after having received the comfort and connection of God, we actually turn to the world around us because God has said, get up. And so maybe you're watching this and hey, there's three responses of Jesus to fear. I don't know which one you need today. The first one is that he, he walks over. 
Maybe you just needed a word today that God is close to you, that there's proximity because you're feeling alone and you're feeling isolated and you're feeling overwhelmed and you just need to know he's, he's there. The second thing he does is, is touch. He's not just there. He's actually placing a God hand on your shoulder, breathing comfort and care for you. But there's this third thing, and this is actually for all of us today. God says, get up. This is the defining moment of our lives so far. And as a church, as a community, as a family, I'm so proud of you, Resonate. I'm so proud of the response of this house. And we are gonna continue to be those who pursue, who push on, who rise up, and in a moment of crisis say, God, would you continue to move and work through my life. Come on, would you pray with me? God, thank you for, for your presence in this moment. I pray for the one who's feeling so distant from you, and God, I pray that you would be close. Touch, reach, speak their name, I pray in this moment, God. God, I pray, Lord, that we would hear your call to get up, to rise, whatever that looks like. Maybe we don't feel like we have a lot of resources. There's so many that are so pressed and and what they have has been, has been limited, God. And they, I pray, God, that, that we would be aware of whatever it is we have, whether it's our words. Come on, maybe all that you've got today is a voice. But you can still use your words and your encouragement to be life-giving in the midst of this moment. Now, in this moment with, of prayer, and maybe you've got your head bowed, your eyes closed, here's my question for you. Is the call for you today to actually let God into your life. Because as I said earlier, maybe he's second or third or 10th on your list. He's somewhere down there, but he's not been number one, either ever or maybe just not right now in this moment. And today is a day of decision to put God back in the first seat in your life. If that's you, I'd love to pray with you in this moment and pray a simple prayer of, of faith. The Bible says that it's faith in your heart, not even the words that you pray, but it's, it's actual faith to believe that God sent Jesus so that our lives could be rescued through the love of God. God sent him to be Lord and Savior. And if today you wanna pray a prayer to receive God into your life, to receive his forgiveness, to receive new life, to receive his purpose, uh, would you pray this simple prayer with me? Just say this, dear Jesus, I give you my life and I choose to follow you, put you in the top seat. Number one, I go from my way to your way and choose to fully surrender my life to you. Help me follow you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We're gonna go into the time of worship together as a church family, Resonate Church, we love you. I'll be back at the end of this message for anyone who's new to Resonate Church and needing to get connected. I'll be in a Zoom call right after. Pastor Troy will let you know more, but there will be a button right at the bottom of your screen or our hosts will let you know on YouTube and Facebook how you get into that meeting because I'd love to see you personally in just a few minutes. Let's worship together.
sounds like we praise you we praise you this is what living looks like this is what freedom feels like this is what heaven sounds like we praise you we praise you this is what living looks like so much for joining us today. If you're a parent, we want you to know that we have resources for you and your kids on our website at weareresonate.ca slash r-kids, where you can go download an entire kid's experience, including worship and lesson plans and fun activities, so that this week you can intentionally spend some time with your kids learning more about Jesus. We also want to say thank you so much, church, for your continued generosity. It is making a difference. You can go to weareresonate.ca slash give for all the different giving options. Or maybe this week you want to get involved on the ground in our community and make a difference. Maybe God stirred something up inside of you when Pastor Shane was preaching about it's time to get up. And we've got a QR code right here on the screen. And all you need to do is grab your phone right now. Grab your phone open up your camera, and hover it over that QR code. It's going to take you directly to a link on our website where you can learn more about how this week we're going to be collecting dry goods and non-perishable food for the New View Society, an incredible organization in our community that supports and serves low-income families and low-income individuals. Come on, Resonate Church. We're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus this week and put some food on people's tables. Again, hover your camera over that link. It'll take you directly to more information on our website. As I mentioned earlier, if you're not a part of one of our weekly Resonate groups, we would love for you right now to jump in to a Zoom chat with Pastor Shane. There's a button. If you're on our website right below that says Zoom chat, click that button, jump in right now, or our hosts on Facebook and YouTube will put it in the chat, a link to this Zoom room. We'd love to get to know you, meet you, and give you some next steps in how you can get involved in one of our Resonate groups. Well, we love you, church. Have an incredible week, and we'll see you here next Sunday online.